Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of the Communication Coach Podcast. I hope you're well, whatever you're doing. And we are going to talk today about influence in everyday life, following on from the last two podcasts where we covered Robert Cialdini's Laws of Influence. And we're going to cover another two today, and that is going to be authority and liking and how they can be used in everyday communication and everyday interaction. So the first one we're going to talk about is authority. Now, this can mean lots of things because authority for some people is a good thing. Authority for others is not such a great thing and they rebel against it. So if you are a little bit of a rebel, you are likely to push back on authority. Or if you don't have the respect or if you have a bad experience or you've had a perceived bad experience. Or remember we talked about social proofing. If some of your friends have said to you that they have had bad experiences, then this is likely to affect the way you react personally to authority. Now, in the UK, we uh, there is policing is by consent. So often people would say to me, how come we don't carry firearms? And certainly when I was working with my FBI colleagues uh, around negotiation and, and talking to them, I remember going on the negotiation course over in America, very lucky enough and privileged enough to have been able to do that and work with them and help teach some of their course and take some ideas and share those ideas. But I was sitting in a classroom with and every single agent in there had at least one, probably two guns with them. Now, coming from the UK, <laughs> that's quite an unusual thing. And I did say to the uh, guy sitting next to me, you know, are we expecting some trouble here today in this in this classroom? But it's a way of life for them is to carry a firearm. So we police by consent in the UK, which is great. And in my opinion, long may that continue. But with authority, we, we because the UK has a police service and a law, so we live under authority whether we want to or not. There are rules and regulations that help us to work in a specific way and behave in a specific way. And we have a culture whereby we know what is expected of us and we drill that culture. Drill maybe not being the right word, but we bring our kids up with the same cultural beliefs unless you come from another country whereby you'll be very influenced by the culture from your own country and if you live in the UK and you come from somewhere else and your culture is very different then your children will be brought up with your culture and the influence of the UK culture as well and every country is different we, they all, all have the different cultures and I, I can't remember if I've said this before in a podcast but I have some coaching from a very lovely lady a friend of mine who lives over in Denmark and uh, comes from Holland and you know when we talk she always says it's, it's funny how the, U- the UK she said like when I was asking her for some feedback she said do you want feedback from a European perspective or do you want it from a UK perspective because we're very different and we're known as being very different 
So back to authority. I've gone off on a tangent as normal. Sorry about that. Oh, and yes, I forgot to say, for those of you that are eagle-eyed enough, you'll have spotted that I got my episodes wrong in the last couple. So we are on episode 21, which is great because it means we've gone past that episode 20 mark, which is a real achievement. So thank you for following me. I do really appreciate your support. So back to authority and... There have been some studies done around authority and around telling people what to do. And a friend of mine, Steve, who used to teach on the negotiation course, he used to always say, do you know, you get on an aeroplane and people, the pilot is dressed in a uniform and the cabin crew are dressed in a uniform. Do you ever check the pilot's license? And you don't. Well, I never have, unless any of you can tell me differently. But it's not the first thing that goes through my mind when I get on a plane. Because they look like they should be there, then we trust that. We trust that they have the authority to uh, fly us safely to our destination. And it, it's like the if you see somebody walking around in a yellow jacket, we're more likely to follow directions because in the UK we kind of associate yellow jackets with people giving us directions for safety purposes or for their carrying out surveys. So we watch out for people in yellow jackets. And they did a comedy show. I can't remember who it was. It, um, but there was a comedy show, and I remember watching it. And they were up, up in the north of England, and they drew this imaginary line across a street and set some cones out and wore yellow jackets. And then people that approached the, the cones, normal, you know, normal people going about their everyday life who were using their road and had used the road every day, for years, they were stopping them at the cones and asking them to see their passport or their identification. And people were like, why do you need to see that? And they were saying, well, it's a new rule that if you cross over this line here, you're going into new territory and uh, actually we need to see some identification or a passport. And people were getting ID out to show them before walking across the cones because it's about that authority because we associate somebody standing there who's very confident and asking his questions in a yellow jacket and a clipboard possibly with a phone or a radio or a hard hat as being an authority and we pay attention to what they say now we have police officers in this country and we have traffic wardens we have um, special support officers and we have customs officers they're all in positions of authority and we generally follow what they ask us to do because we know that by doing that we're being kept safe or we're abiding by the laws of the country so on the flip side of that of course not everybody likes the police or authority in general and so you will get a pushback depending on what the perceived experience or what the actual experience is of the person that you're talking to. Now, authority also comes in parenting and teachers. You know, there's a big influence around that. And when we talk about values, we know that between the ages of 8 to 12, our children are very influenced by outside authority, especially teachers and other parents and older siblings of their friends. And so I don't know about you, but certainly I have an 11-year-old in my life, Meg, and when she's about, and if she sits down with her homework and she says, can you help me with this? And to be honest, no is the answer generally. <laughs> and I'll teach her the way that I was taught because that's what I believe to be true. And she'll say, no, Nick, that's not right. This is what the teachers tell us. And she's very adamant about that, very adamant that, that what she has been taught by the teachers is the right thing. Now, you can have a whole discussion 
around teaching and whether they're just teaching to pass exams or whether they're teaching a good education and there's lots of different beliefs around that but it's important to remember for all you teachers out there you have a massive influence on children of that age and they will take that away with them for the rest of their life now I've talked before about some of the teachers in my life and how I still remember them and how they influenced me and how some of them had the authority because I respected them or because they treated me in a specific way and others I didn't abide by their authority because I didn't have the respect and I didn't feel they could relate to me. Now it's interesting, I was listening to a webinar yesterday by Dr. John Martini, who specialises in psychology, human behaviour and looking at values and beliefs and he was talking about an incident whereby he was running one of his breakthrough weekend seminars by the way, this is not an advert. He doesn't even know me. <laughs> we don't have anything in common. I'm not selling anything for him. I just, I, I believe in what he says. I think he's a very good teacher and I think he's worth listening to. So if you're having uh, struggles in any aspect of your life, just go and listen to him. He, he puts out lots of free content um, on webinars and podcasts. So that's Dr. John Martin, and he's written a book called The Values Factor. And there's some exercises in there where you can find out your own values. And he says that, you know, that it's no good just being a parent or a teacher and labelling children who don't appear to get what you're teaching them. You're in a position of authority and so you should be helping children, not labelling children. Now, whether you believe that or not, it's, it's irrelevant for what I'm trying to get across here at the moment. Which is, if you can find the motivator of your child, they're more likely to carry out an action that they don't wouldn't necessarily do before. So the example that he gave was a young lad, about 11 or 12, very into ice hockey, knew all the names of the players, knew all the kit, knew all uh, the positions, everything. You, you know, was obsessed by ice hockey, hated maths. So what he was able to do was to link maths into the ice hockey game by talking about the pitch being squared off, by talking about the um, circles in the corners being angles and trigonometry and how that all relates into, you know, when they're taking the shot and carefully placing that and working on angles and the puck. And he was able to get that. So he was able to relate it to something that he really enjoyed uh, because he linked it in to his values and beliefs. So authority, people will follow authority and you can see them doing it when we do demonstrations like people in yellow jackets and when a police officer asks you to go a specific way, we're generally likely to follow the authority, uh, which includes, you know, safety announcements. When people ask you to stand back from the track, we're likely to follow that. So authority is another influence, a law of influence. But how can you use that? And this is also about you being the authority in your area. So if you are in an area of business, perhaps you're a personal trainer, perhaps you specialize in nutrition, perhaps you specialize in coaching business or property, whatever it is, there is a, whatever you do in your business, this relates to you, about you being the authority, you being the subject matter expert. Because most of us will listen to people who we think, actually, you know what you're talking about, you've got a good grounding, you've got a good background. So it's it's, it's selling yourself. You know, we talk a lot about in communication about selling yourself. So are you the authority 
have you do you speak with confidence do you know what you're talking about can you answer people's questions and then people are more likely to come to you anyway because you have the authority so when people are getting fit and they want to take it that little bit further they'll look for a personal trainer i've done some bodybuilding competitions when i was going through the bodybuilding competition phase i wanted somebody to help me a with posing remind me to do a podcast on the whole bodybuilding phase just for a bit of fun uh, fascinating world um i wanted some tips on how to walk on the stage in four inch heels and also some you know how to get my body into a shape where I could enter the competition so I sought out people that I perceived to be authority have the authority to tell me how to do that so how can you be the authority in your area what makes you stand out what makes you the subject matter expert what experience do you have what courses have you been on? What experience have you gained? Even if you're young and just starting out, you know, you will have prepped and prepared yourself, reading books, getting the knowledge, getting a different perspective from lots of different people. That will make you the authority and that will help you to stand out. Now we're going to talk about scarcity, which is the last one on our list. And scarcity works in the sales world, you, you know, around closing down sales. I've only got one of these. Buy them at the special offer. Special offers only lasting for another 10 10 days is um dfs have always got a closing down sale here in the uk or this is a special deal but i can only offer it to you today if you don't take it today then it will be back to full price tomorrow so it's making something scarce so you you want to buy it more now kids do this if you have a couple of children or even if you've got one child and they're at playgroup or playing with their other children or if you're tidying the toys away you will notice that as soon as one of the kids has the toy the other child wants it or if you're packing away the toys the kid wants the toy that you're packing away and that is all to do believe it or not with scarcity and that if we have a perception that something is rare or that there is a special offer on or that we're not going to be able to buy what we want to buy or have what we want to have immediately at that time then we tend to go out and make a emotional decision and buy it quicker. It's like when you look at iPhones, when the iPhone comes out, new iPhones, people queue for days to get the brand new first edition sort of iPhones. And this is because they have a an influence around saying they'll be available for a week and then they won't be any more for another month etc and it's about having that first that's all to do with the emotional scarcity and decision making around that so how does that reflect in your life how can you use that in your sales program how can you get people to buy from you using scarcity perhaps one way would be to say that you're having a special offer or actually to have a special offer not just say it because that would be illegal and unethical and in my opinion, not the right thing to do. But you have a a sale on your you you have a you know buy now and then you'll you can pay later. Or if you buy it at this price, it'll be going up next month. Now, as long as you follow through on the actual putting the price up, then that that's fine. If if you don't and you cheat people, people will know and then they won't come back to you. So remember, it's all about that authenticity and giving people a good service, and and giving people offers is it is great but that's how scarcity works and what about if you're a parent how does scarcity work in in your world is there something that your kids really love to do 
Um, and if they weren't to do it, how would that affect them? And, and remember, you know, we often use um, carrot stick punishment for our children. And again, listening to Dr. John Martini around using your values and belief systems, you don't necessarily need to do that. You can speak to kids and get them to do things by associating what they love to do and what motivates them and how you can relate that to what they're doing. But what, what's your children around that scarcity and if you, if you take the toy away and how the human behaviour changes because they immediately want what they can't have? And, that, and especially in this day and age, and you know, we live in a I want it and I want it now society, although that is starting to change and people are starting to reflect back on how much social media and you know technology impacts our life and we're we're look looking at that more as people and we're starting to recognize that actually being with somebody is more important than being in contact on a telephone so how does scarcity work around that is it you know when the internet goes down that's a devastation for most of us and we've become very frustrated and can't work out how we're <laughs> going to connect with the outside world or if we can't get a connection on our phone. You know, you see people pressing the buttons on their phone and getting frustrated because they lose their signal on the train as it goes through a tunnel because we're so driven. We're so driven and, and it throws us into almost like a panic situation um, because there's a perceived scarcity in the modern world about losing Wi-Fi and actually that's not a scarcity because it will come back. But because we're now so programmed and so used to using technology in a different way, it influences our lives. And scarcity is also about time as well. We don't have a lot of time. So being with people in the moment and spending time with people or committing to giving that time to somebody. And if you are honest with people and say, you know, I don't have a lot of time, so let's do this, then they're more likely to do that. And you're working there on the law of commitment and consistency and scarcity as well. So they are the laws. You can find out more about them on the internet just by having a look. I always say Google, but use your own search engine preference. Obviously, there's plenty out there. And you can just look up Robert Cialdini. And he has those laws of influence and some great books around how the human brain works that's just kind of an introduction if you've got any questions around that if I can help you at all in how you can use the power of influence in your everyday life then just let me know remember it's about being genuine it's always about being genuine it's always about offering service to people and helping them out in whatever you do whether that's as a parent as a neighbor as a friend family or as a boss you know scarcity as a boss can work in your favor depending on how you use it just be mindful of how you use it but you can get your employees to work in a more productive way by use of authority and scarcity in together okay so that's the end of today's podcast let me know if i can help you any further and i look forward to speaking to you soon hey everybody nikki again hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me you can find me on social media at nikki comms coach at twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.